0: All right, welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number seven. I'm Russell Dowden, the publisher and editor of the Texas Hemp Reporter, and my co-host is Jesse Williams from the Texas Cannabis Collective every week. Howdy. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I'm meaning to go out and vote today, and I'm going to try to make that happen still.
1: Vote. Go vote. It's Why important. You that that Family Guy bit. Vote. <laughs> Instead of smoke. Vote. Why haven't you voted? Have you voted yet? Go vote.
0: Well, we will intend to do that and. Um yeah, let's introduce uh, our guest again this week, is, uh, someone we were, had having postponed a week or two ago, so we're going to uh, bring on the original founding member, uh, president of the uh, U.S. Hemp Building Association. Bob Escher is joining us here on the Texas Hemp Show this week, and uh, we're going to talk to him about some of the opportunities in uh, construction and, and building, and, and how how we can actually use hemp as a method for building, and 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 hempcrete is popular. We we had a story or two that we did in the magazine uh, uh, last issue on several const- uh, construction projects that were done in H- the Houston area, and um, Gail Moran was involved in, in building a beautiful little chapel that she designed down there in uh, the Gulf Coast and um she was profiled last month so uh, let's bring in bob bob welcome to the program how are you sir
2: I'm good, Russell.
0: How cool. are you? I'm Thanks doing good. Thank you for, for getting on here and being patient with us during the process. We uh, had you scheduled last week but had a couple of errors that we were dealing with at the time, and, and so wanted to, to get you on again here. And, and uh, But welcome uh, to the Texas Hemp Show. And um, you were profiled uh, with a story we had in by Daniel uh, in uh, the few issues ago in the Texas Hemp Reporter. Uh, we had a, a kind of an article with you where we quoted you um, a couple of months ago and that was how I actually Bob it was that piece on you that was profiled in the um, August issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter that uh, got the attention of some folks in Texas received that and they reached out to me here at the office and asked us to uh, do a story on a fellow texan that had been gr- doing hemp and and kind of was this was back in 2008 so it was uh, she was purchasing i understand the the hemp for the lime and the mix uh, from london but uh, we did do a story on her and um, i should have mailed that story to you as well you're on our, our list to receive those so i don't know if you received the most recent issue of the hemp reporter Yes, I did. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, well very good. Well will welcome aboard the uh, United States Hemp Building Association is dedicated to providing educational resources so that anyone can learn about hempcrete and hemp building materials. And uh, the organization's uh, founding uh, pr- um, founder and president is Bob Escher joining us t- to the program. And I guess, uh, what's the purpose of the USHBA, Bob? Can you tell us a little bit about your organization?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, what you said about um, in part of the introduction of what the USHBA is about is absolutely true, but it, it goes a lot deeper than that, Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the you know, our mission statement is basically that the purpose of the U.S. Hemp Building Association is to support and advocate for hemp building materials, hemp building professionals, and hemp building projects. In the United States, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, you know, education and getting getting the word out there is all part of our <clears throat> message. But it's really a three tiered message that is education, infrastructure, and certification. You know, that's that's our goal.
0: Yeah, certification. Can, certification is a big part of it, isn't it, Bob?
2: Well. We, It's everything. (laughs) That's that's the truth. And let me just go backwards a little bit here. Uh, I'm an architect in Dorset, Vermont. Um, I've had my practice for, I think, about 31, 32 years now. And when my son introduced me to uh, expanding my uh, practice into hemp, we ended up going out to Denver in 2017, and we ended up building the first permitted hempcrete structure in Denver, which is the Wonder Workshop, a small 16 by 20 post and beam um, little barn in his backyard in suburban Denver. And certifications being everything, it proved absolutely 100% when I was going through the process of the zoning and permitting that they had no idea, what hempcrete was, and this was only three years ago, Russ. Mm. I mean, it was, it was not, you know, we're not talking decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it became very clear that, um, you know, we had a, a mission to do here is to introduce um, hemp and hemp building materials to the United States because it's been going on for decades in Europe and Asia and, mm-hmm. and elsewhere in the world, and we, we're, we're just starting because the 2018 Farm Bill is um when growing hemp became legal so you know right now vermont texas california everybody you know in the country is going through the second season of harvest so it's all brand new but the good news is when i went to for the zoning and permitting for the wonder workshop it was a small outbuilding it wasn't a house it wasn't a store Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything that really involved heavy duty life safety codes and in my world as an architect, life safety is everything. I've got to, I'm responsible for you know, the design of a building to make sure, obviously, in simple terms, it doesn't fall down. But because this was so new, the Denver administrators, they kicked me upstairs. Uh, Eric McKee was the owner, uh, who's also one, the founder of the USHPA and on our board together. And they kicked us upstairs to the main zoning people. Mm-hmm. instead of talking to the clerks in the main office and these guys got so excited about it because it was something new um it's not the same old humdrum, you know building permit do this and they worked with us and it wasn't necessarily you know a, a just a, a walk in the park but we were able to convince them and work with them and show them that hemp is a, a viable alternate material and um the only way to do this and to prove it is to build. And so that's where, after we built this, it became very apparent that the certification process is the necessary um, hurdle that we have to go over, as well as education. You know, here's a, a major city, it had no idea what, you know, the zoning people had no idea about him. and hempcrete. <laughs> they thought it was pot, I'm gonna build a house out of pot. And, you know, come on, all right, the jokes are, you know, always there. But, so, so that's, that's the, um, that's why certifications are so important. And when we formed the USHPA in July of 2019, Eric McKee, um, who, like I said, is the founder of this, brought together 13 people, myself included, of some pretty good players from really across, around the world, um, to form this association. And um, a number of them had already been working, you know, on the sidelines for certification. So it was a great opportunity to put all our heads together and really focus on what needed to be done. So, Right now, the USHBA is leading the way with um, talking to um, ASTM and, and the ICC on getting hempcrete. That's the first stage, getting hempcrete to be a certified material because, again, as an architect, I need to be able to tell a client what i'm specifying
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know we all know that you know it's a great insulation we all know that it's you know carbon negative we all know that it's bugging and, and rodent and you know uh, pest proof it's hydroscopic well that's the, that's the big part is, you know, the fireproofing you know yeah. the fireproof mm-hmm. and it's it, it's like it's fireproof for like 10 years. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm exaggerating. It's not one hour or two hours. It will not burn. Okay. And so, but, so that's the process we're going through, Russ. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, and it's, I thought it'd be a five year plan, but I bet you we'll have certification. The first one's probably a year to a year and a half.
0: Well, that's really a game changer for for the construction industry to to get in to get this uh, going. And you have to pass through the uh, certification process, and and that's where you guys are. The uh, ICC or International Code Council is a, is, has to approve this. Um, the American Society for Testing Materials or ASTM. Uh, so you guys are, are getting these uh, the ball rolling with these processes. And, and it, like you said, it may take a year. Or two too, but but things are going well in in that direction.
2: Yeah, and and the best news is is you know you always think of you know in my world of you know, um, you know certifications and codes and stuff that, you know ASTM is this huge you know international or I'm sorry you know big national con- you know conglomerate of you know um, out of reach people. But they they approached us and they've been working with us. It's like don't get in line. You know here's your number. You're you're the head of the line because they know what hemp and hemp-based materials can do and um so it's been a real it's it's been a really good smooth consistently forward-moving process
1: you spoke earlier about how you went to you know, have these discussions and people were bringing up i guess they're thinking you're building a, a house or a foundation or whatever out of pot and there seems to be this issue <laughs> that would that People are like, oh, they're going to smoke the house, or if the house does catch on fire, the whole neighborhood's going to become stoned, or they're all—they're all going to catch—they're all going catch, to be all hazy daisy about things. How did you go about breaking that stigma and that notion with those individuals?
2: Because that seems to be a uh, tough barrier for in, in almost any application right now. You know, it, it's just telling the truth and the facts, and showing them the you know agricultural details and paperwork. You know, hemp is marijuana. You know, hemp. It's like a German Shepherd and a Poodle, you know. They're both dogs, but totally different. Oh, and, it's all cannabis in know, the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 they look the same, and all that, all that. But you know, the, uh, it, it's it's a process. It's evolution, and it's not going to happen overnight. And you just let it follow its path. That's that's been my
1: let the dominoes uh, fall one at a time. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not forced. You know, you're not pushing. You're not pushing because it's happening happening naturally. Uh, Bob, can you can you
0: talk and explain a little a difference between like I, I was reading on the website. You know, straw bale and and light uh, straw clay. There's different types of construction that you have to have a, a special building code uh, standard for the ICC, and and there's similar permit, uh permeability requirements as hempcrete, right?
2: You know, it, it's it's kind of complicated, but in, in simple terms, it's right now an alternative material, okay? And good zoning, good, well-written zoning will have, you know, a breakdown of, you know, what is required in a certain part of the city or town. And they also have, you know, um, I guess you could call them, not loopholes, but, you know, um, ways to get around situations that you can't control, like a variance and whatnot. But they also give you an opportunity of being able to say that I'm going to use an alternative material. And what that does is it says that if you can prove that the material you're going to use is equal to or better than what you're substituting it for, you're Okay. And so that's, that was what we went through with um, Denver. Um, we were able to prove that the insulation values of a, we did an 8-inch wall. And again, this was an outbuilding, so the rules were pretty simple. Again, it wasn't residential. Um, and so we were able to prove that a, a hempcrete wall was giving us the right insulation values for this little barn. Um, mm-hmm. It's not structural, and, you know, I think everybody knows that by now. It, you know, you need a, a, f- a frame wall inside of it to handle uh, the stresses in, in compression. Um, so, you know, we had a 2x6 wall in, as well as posts and beams, and, you know, it was definitely overkill. It was <laughs> definitely designed to get through quickly, um, and we engineered it, you know, with a local engineer so- to show them that, you know, this thing is going to work both for insulation infrastructure, and, and for beauty.
1: So somebody just sent us a, a message. They had actually had a question. It seems you'd be the prime person to actually answer this. Mm-hmm. They said they would love to do a project with Hemcrete, a home for them and their son here at, where we're at in Texas. And they want to know, how would one get in touch with those that can help with something like that?
2: Um, give me a call. <laughs> um the best part of the u s h b a is the network that we've created okay and again we're 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 a year and three months old now uh we've got you know in our membership we've got builders we've got um contractors we've got architects we've got um you know with um processing people we got farmers and the whole goal here was to set up a network um throughout the states on, there's builders, you know, in Texas, there's builders in Idaho, there's builders in California, there's builders in Vermont, and, um, you know, if someone wants to build, you know, if they call us, we can direct them to the right person, and, and you know, we, we've set up um, an area leadership program for the Northeast, for the Mid-Atlantic, for the West, uh, for, for um, the South, you know, of... A handful of people—that's basically the starting point of setting up chapters. But you know, that sort of—you um, know—the the network and the um, the tentacles that we're setting out there is to create that network. Um, you know, it's a process. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. Just, you know, like everything else. And I'm very patient. So, um, actually, anybody listening, you know, just. Email us, go to our website and email us, and we can help direct you to, you know, anybody that can help you. It may not be right around the corner, maybe out of state, but, you know, I know Texas pretty well. Uh, You know, I went to Texas A&M for a while, so it's a pretty Mm -hmm. big place, and there's some pretty big people down there working really hard and working really forward and doing some good stuff, too
0: well um it, it, this is very cool it's, it's it's something that's new and and this is something the industry is definitely going to be uh, paying attention to more and more um, it's also a great for affordability uh, as well as sustainability isn't that right
2: uh yes and no um, okay sustainability there there is absolutely nothing better um, i'm convinced and i've been saying this from the very beginning that You know, hemp is the green product. I'm sorry, hemp is the product the green industry is waiting for because it it covers so much. Uh, Affordability right now is that's the tough one because we don't have a good source of hemp in the United States of the value of the quality and value that you can get from the producers and processors in Europe. Um, It'll happen you know it's going to start happening now that the second harvest is being done and it'll happen more next year and the year after but you know for really high quality hemp and processed hemp you know we've been having to go to France and Belgium um, and you know Canada mhm that's right because, because because that's 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 where they have the infrastructure to do this and by no means am I belittling any any hemp that's being grown here and processed here in the United States, it's just that from my point of view, um, when we're educating people, Russell, and when we're putting this new product, this new genre in construction, you know, we're creating an industry and I'm gonna I wanna demand the best quality hemp Build our early structures because we can't have failures because of you know um, a mix being bad or the the wrong ratio of um, of the hemp mixing with lime and water or the the quality of the herd Um, and and so that's why I'm saying that the affordability is is the challenge right now and it's not a deal breaker. It's just that we got to buy hemp and then we got to ship it across the ocean. Stay right there.
0: Stay right there. Our guest, before we go to this quick commercial break, our guest again is Bob Escher of the USHBA, or the United States Hemp Building Association. We're going to take a quick break and back back more with our guest. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back on the other side. Folks, you know, I've
3: gone through a lot of pains over the last 20 years, my knees, my shoulder, and, of course, that back of mine. Now, I've tried everything, massages, acupuncture, cryotherapy, and finally I found something that really works for me, greenmountainflower.com. That's the cure. I've been looking all over the place for something that's going to help me feel good, help me sleep good. Green Mountain Flower has the most powerful CBD oil available. And it's unique, and it really works for me and tons of other people. Now, you'll see all kinds of CBD oils in shops all around the place. You know, the convenience stores and gas stations and places like that. But none like Green Mountain Flower. And Green Mountain Flower has the most nodule CBD oil retailers right here in Austin, Texas. It's natural, 100% absorption. It's water-based. And it absorbs into the body Easier, it's unique and 100% organic formula. And it really has worked. Give a call today to 512 645 0510. Talk to Gene or Elsie and ask about the great products that they have. You'll find them on Facebook and online at greenmountainflower.com.
2: That's a fine-looking box. Thanks. I love it. I wish I had a box like that. You and everyone else. I just can't keep people away from my box. It maintains itself, comes fully assembled, and it doesn't need a bit of help. I just sit back, relax, and watch things grow. Can I touch it? Mmm, I'd like that.
3: The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights. A self-contained indoor growing chamber. The fast and easy way to grow at home. The Bloom Box from BC Northern Lights. Available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply.
0: Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers
3: of many different crops around
0: the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Check Joe at TPS Labs at 956-3830739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You've thought about growing your own tomatoes. You just need to be shown the light. B.C. Northern Lights, self-contained indoor growing units so you can grow your own tomatoes without cutting holes in your walls or risking a fire. B.C. Northern Lights takes out the guesswork by giving you the perfect growing environment. The Bloom Box and the producer come fully assembled, don't need an electrician, and pre-programmed timers do all the work for you. Start growing your own
2: tomatoes
0: today with the Bloom Box and the producer from B.C. Northern Lights. Available at Pacific Northwest Garden Supply. The Texas Hemp Reporter. News, trends, culture, health. Mail to over 1,000 licensed Texas hemp farmers. And 100% free in over 500 locations in Austin, Texas. Subscribe today at TexasHempReporter.com. Now, back to the show with your host, publisher of The Texas Hemp
3: Reporter, Russell Dowden.
0: All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. Our guest, again, is uh, Bob Escher of the USHBA. That's the United States Hemp Building Association. Thanks for your patience, Bob, in getting us back on the air here and back to through the break there. Um, you know, I think that one of the big things that people talk about is, uh, you know, the building supply chain. Uh, what kind of distributors will actually have... You know, where will we go to get our hempcrete in the in the next few years, Bob?
2: You know, it's going to be. You know, I I don't know the answer yeah, to that no, honestly. No, honestly. No, you know, I'd love I'd love today. to say it, it'll be down at your local lumber supply store or or Home Depot and things like that. And I'm sure it eventually will be. But you know, the the thing is, is that um, not only education but uh, and certification is the important part. The, the third unit here, Russell, is infrastructure. And when I say the infrastructure, that's what's gonna be creating the products. You know, the farmers right now, the struggle that the farmers have is that, you know, number one, CBD is, you know, the main plants that are being um, grown right now and sold, but we need the fiber plants to be out there and, and grown. And the reason it's such a, a slow process is because the, the processing, if you will, is different. You know, we need decortication. It's a machine that basically, uh, as I put it, it's like skinning a snake, okay? Because we want the inner herd of the stem. And, you know, these machines don't come You know, there's some really good small ones over in Europe, you know, that can fit in the back of a truck, but there are also ones that are $25, $30 million. And that infrastructure has got to be put together. And once that's there, then the farmers will grow because they know they have a place to sell their crop. And once it's processed, then that is when the raw material can go out to market to the thousands of uses. So let's assume that's all in place you're going to not only have you know the hemp herd sold in stores like home depot and lowe's and whatnot but you're going to have and it's already started you know people are making hemp roofing hemp uh flooring hemp uh stains and paints Mm uh fiber you know hemp um uh, you know, there's twenty five thousand plus things that can be made out of this, and, and <laughs> so it's not—it's not just going to be at your local Home Depot. It may be at Radio Shack because mm-hmm. you know uh, there's they're looking into, into a substitute for graphene using the molecular properties of hemp. It may be in a, a leather store. Because of the fiber and the, and the fabrics, it may be, you know, at, at a lumberyard for r- roofing and and um, flooring. So it's going to be everywhere eventually. That's that's the goal. But remember, this is a this is a fifty year you know game plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. And hempcrete's only the beginning. Um, and 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 the big thing also is that, you know, this cottage industry that's been in place here in the United States that's really you know, been amazing and got us to this place right now. You know, they've been doing the cast-in-place type of walls, which is like when you form a wall, or a concrete wall, this forms. And, you know, it's time-consuming, and but you get a beautiful finish, uh, but it's labor-intensive and time-consuming. To, so to get into the actual construction market, the secret is going to be, you know, hemp blocks and hemp panels. Um, Well,
0: it's a really big game changer for this certification standard, no doubt. Um, you know, for the U.S. Industrial hemp growers to come in in the United States. So, um, you know, just a a, a big game changer as as people get into industrial hemp. Um, any final thoughts for people that want to learn more about getting into this from a business standpoint? I know that we had a a comments calling, chimed in earlier the year, but you know, I, I, you, like you said, it is a 50 30 year plan, but I guess, you know, just final thoughts on on how folks can learn more and, and get, Involved with uh, with your organization there, and, and and you know just the the USHBA in general.
2: I think what what people have to do is to find their passion. Okay, and if you're a builder, if you're a carpenter, if you're involved in construction, you know, come talk to us at the USHBA, and, and we can direct you to um, you know how to focus in in what your specialty is. But I gotta really push that the best way to learn about it is to take some of these classes that are being done, you know, throughout the country, you know, um, get your hands dirty, you know, Mm -hmm. get out there and, Mm -hmm. and, and do the forms, do the walls, do, and see how it works. Um, that's what my son and I did. And, you know, it, it convinced me that it's a process that's very viable and it will work. Do the research. Um, look at, buildings that have been built around the, around the world, the variety of things you see in Indonesia compared to Belgium or Israel. Um, you know, there's, you can see that the design that's capable um, of coming out of, you know, hemp structures is really pretty unique. Um, and that, that's what I'm saying that, you know, we're designing it, you know, the US EPA is leading the way in getting, creating the new genre. In architecture mm-hmm. and in construction, it's a new industry. So, learn. Get out there and learn. You know, get your hands dirty. And you know, three years from now, there's going to be a lot more going on. Two years from now, it'll be good. Five years, it's going to take off. Ten years, you know, you're going to have to wait in line. It's going to be amazing.
1: The, fo- the fortune will favor fortune will favor the fortune will favor the people who take that step right now and start getting their foot in the door for this industry because they'll they're going to create a foundation for themselves as it starts to grow out.
0: Yeah. And you know, like, yeah. like like Bob was saying, it's you know, this is something your grandchildren might really be getting into more and as the industry changes. But you know, um, you know, you could do all kind of things with this, building roads, floors, roofs, homes, commercial property. I mean there's a, a ton of different things and uh, I see it
1: as everything you could ever want to put in a home other than a metal conduit and the wiring HEP is going to probably replace it at some point in the future
0: well and think about the fact that you don't have to grow a tree for 30 years to build something it's it's uh, you know hemp grows pretty quick bob <laughs> oh yeah you don't yeah. have to wait a 30 years for a tree to grow to build for the lumber it, you know and so there's just a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things there that that this is going to be a really big change game changer for and um and, and thank you for joining the the, the texas hemp show today bob i appreciate it any final thoughts or shout outs to anybody as uh, as we in this segment
2: You know, it's basically just everybody out there that's really recognizing that the world's got to change. We can't go back to normal. This pandemic has been absolutely awful for everyone on this planet, but it's opened the door for a real opportunity, Russell, Mm -hmm. to sit back and say, we can't go back to what was normal. And that's where hemp can be such an incredible game changer not only you know for farmers and construction and for scientists and uh, you know material people it's it's for high school kids for college kids it's it's going to be growing community um, it's going to be creating jobs um, it, it really is a game changer and um, we have to really recognize and convince the powers to be that you know, the world is going to be different once this pandemic's over. And the USHBA is doing everything we can do to make sure that it goes in the direction of sustainability and using hemp as, you know, the answer to getting the green industry really going.
0: Well, it's going to be a really big game changer for, for the economics. And, and uh, you know, this is like, uh, you, train, you know, moving from the... i don't know horse and buggy to car but it's it's going to be a really big game changer when you can start growing and and doing modern construction projects uh, with with hemp and so we look forward to that and and uh, a big game changer on this and and uh, we look forward to it and any updates that we need from you on the united states hemp building association we will be on the lookout for the good work bob escher and his crew are doing over there from the ushba thank you so much bob
2: Okay, Russ. Thanks so much for having
0: me. You bet. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Thank you, sir. Good night. Good night. There he goes. That's Bob Escher of the uh, United States Hemp Building Association. uh, He
1: gave me a nice little smile when he mentioned Radio Shack. (laughs) <laughs> I never went into Radio Shack. Well, who?
0: Somebody on Facebook the other day was telling me, "God, I hate I, I hate that I can't go to Radio Shack anymore. I used to go in there all the time.
1: I I built as a project as a kid a cable descrambler, and I remember going to Radio Shack and buying all the parts I needed for a cable descrambler in Radio Shack. <laughs>
2: the,
1: all all the wires and. Capacitors and transistors and resistors and all that that cool jazz. You could buy all of that in Radio Shack back in the '90s. It was cake. You walked in and you told them what they needed. The guy'd go over to a drawer and start pulling out LEDs and all this other junk. You're like, oh, cool. I think well, what really hurt them though was they're like, oh, you want a stereo? Well, that's like 600 bucks. It was like a Walmart type stereo. Well, I just remember going to Radio Shacks for. Um components and little
0: things that you needed to to plug in your to get your camcorder to go back to the back of the TV so you could record something from, the, from camcorder to VHS or something it was, there was always something weird I need my component. Nintendo RF converter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was something like that and then sadly the radio oh, checks closed
1: for you for, for ago. those of you who aren't old enough it used to be you had a plug that came out of your back of your game system and it would not plug directly in your TV it was just a cable jack and you had to convert into that, there was no <laughs> HDMI cables and then come RCA out. It's a, a lot
0: different uh, nowadays. Um, what uh, What else uh, is important to to mention? I know we just want to again go out and vote, everybody. This is a, a big election, and uh, it's the twenty eighth of October this week, and and uh, early voting ends. I think on um,
1: uh, Friday, October thirtieth uh, is the last day of early voting. There will be no weekend early voting. So October thirtieth, and then November third, the big the big day. That's November third. Nice.
0: I've always gone on November third, but I, I keep saying every every time we get a, we get together that I'm going to go vote. You've already voted. Huh? I've already voted. Well, um, well, we vote. will. We will get. Uh, are you voting? Get, get out there and do that voting stuff. Why um, have not you voted yet? I need to go out there and get that done myself. Um, also, just a quick note: uh, we are working. On the upcoming edition of the, uh, uh, Texas Hemp Reporter and, and National Hemp Reporter, and so uh, we're just still offering some ad space in here and getting this thing going. So tomatoes, uh, uh, we can oh yeah, grow your tomatoes. Our, our friends at BC Northern Light. Every time
1: I hear tomatoes, I'm going to have a little giggle about it. Tomatoes, <laughs> grow your <laughs> tomatoes. It's temperature controlled, so you can grow your own tomatoes. <laughs> anyway, uh,
0: uh, stay tuned for another hemp show in the coming weeks. Um, Let's see who we got lined up here. Uh, I want to get James Gaspard on of Biochar now. Uh, they are, do some cool things with your soil. It's got kind of like a, like a, there's a volcanic rock, that, uh, a soil that they go in. It just rocks your soils there. Um, and that's one of our previous sponsors at Biochar now. Also want to speak with Hannah Wilner of the Texas Hemp, Texas Hemp Harvesters Association i um, going to have her on
1: to chime in and, oh, and talk if, about... And if you're watching this stream, you're actually watching it, you'll see that these dates, there's specific dates on here, add one day to them. Originally, we planned on doing these on Tuesdays of every week, and now we have switched to Wednesdays. So I don't want people showing up going, oh, it's November 3rd. Why am I not hearing the Texas Hemp Reporter or the Hemp, well, Hemp We can, can always record
0: them whenever, you know, the day before... I don't know. We're, we just have the schedule there. I wanted to get that out for the magazine. That's a magazine ad that we had. And um, also coming up, be heroic, Nikki Florio. I also have uh, Green Mountain Flower going to be doing a show with Sante Labs on November seventeenth. Also, Chris Powers is calling in from Hydro Shack Hydroponics in Houston, Texas, along with another Houston business uh, owners over there, Rachel from Riverside Hemp. Will be calling in, and they have a, a really cool article that's in the current in addition of the October issue of the uh, Texas uh, Hemp Reporter. So uh, good stuff coming up from us. And this is we're playing with our our, our new uh, StreamYard platform here on Facebook and YouTube and, and, and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. So uh, look forward to that. And, and we'll get into some some other opportunities with this as we develop this a little more. But but a great show today with Bob and the um, uh, United States Hemp Building Association. Thank you again to Jesse Williams, our co-host from um, the Texas Cannabis Collective. Anything else you got to add or remind anyone? That's it. That's all that's on my mind today. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in this week to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher and editor for the Texas Hemp Reporter. We'll see you next week.